Welcome to the Vince in the Bay podcast. I'm Vince, and this episode, my guest is Ron Breinert. Ron is an investigative reporter and media critic. Uh, He's also a former executive editor at Raw Story. Ron covers political scandals, propaganda, and government-contracted security firms that spy on hacktivists and journalists. He's done a lot of reporting on the U.S. government's case against now-convicted investigative journalist Barrett Brown. And lately, Ron's been doing a lot of reporting on Hillary Clinton's dubious connections to Tenio Holdings, a global strategic consulting firm co-founded by a former Bill Clinton advisor, Doug Band. And recently, just last week, Ron had an opinion piece published in the Washington Times entitled, A Liberal Take on the Hillary Clinton Email Scandal. And now I'd like to welcome Ron to the podcast. Hi, Ron. Hey, Vince. Psyched to be here. Freezing in New York right now. Well, I'm really stoked to have you on uh, this new podcast I'm doing. Ron has, of course, been a guest in the past on my uh, internet radio show. He always has an interesting take on uh, on news and current events and uh, I like to check I you know, I like to check in with him uh, periodically to get his take on stuff. He's a he's an incredible researcher and um, you can follow him on Twitter. It's Ron Bryn, that's R O N B R Y on that's on Twitter. And uh, Y-N. crap, I can't fucking spell follow Ron's tweets on Twitter. He goes by the handle Ron Bryn. That's R O N B R Y N. And he does a lot of tweeting about, um, le- recently a lot of tweeting about, uh, the various scandals that are surrounding the Hillary Clinton camp. Ron had a piece published in the Washington Washington Time. Washington. Ron had a piece published in the Washington Times. I don't know why I can't fucking say Washington Times. Dude, first of all, uh, not only is it hard to say Washington Washington Times, but it's hard to log on to that goddamn website. They have to sell ads, and like they just keep popping up, and they treat your computer like a nightmare. I Dude, mean, it's I'm, a. Com- I have the same problem with Breitbart News. I have the same. I used to have the same problem when I worked at Raw Story on our site. And I would just be like, you know, I can't even read our site. Yeah, it's out of control. There's so much goddamn JavaScript running on these sites that mm-hmm. even if you have a decent broadband connection you're mm-hmm. constant there's constantly things running in the background and and loading yeah. and i thank god for the firefox reader view i am a staunch yeah, it's awesome it doesn't work on every page i don't quite get that you have to have the function put into your site i guess or something it seems to work mostly like with news sites and i think that's what it was more or less intended for because pretty much any um news article uh that i load will have that option and i love it i I can't stop advocating for it um i in fact i'll donate to mozilla just because of that feature that they um that they included in their browser 
because I tried reading your article online at first, and the the comments section just kept um, spinning a wheel trying to load the comments. And yeah, that's discus. I don't understand why they're so like popular. That discus is a is always seems to be a problem with computer, my computer. Yeah, as it's, well. It's horrible. So I just do the, I, I do the reader view in Firefox, and it's great. It just gives me the content. It just gives me a white screen. It looks much better. Yeah, it gives me a white screen with text, and that's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all I want. The content. You know, but you no, know, I mean, like they got to pay the bills. So you know, I was just actually peeking at um, Chuck Johnson's Got News, and I can't even, I can't even click on any of his articles there. Chuck Johnson got news. Oh, the guy that got kicked off of Twitter. He got banned from Twitter for life, I think. Uh, The Washington Post, like, they they had an article. You know, the headlines are just, like, nasty. They talk like like trolls on the Internet. You know, that's what they call him. Most horrible troll finally gets banned from Twitter. I mean, like, what kind of a headline is that? Unfortunately, I'm seeing more and more examples of mainstream media outlets like the Gray Lady, New York Times, just came out with an article, uh, an opinion piece on the modern man. And it was like 21 things that make up the modern man. And it, it was like an attempt at being kind of satirical. And it, it just reminded me of like a sad attempt at you know, replicating one of these BuzzFeed articles, like 31 ways to uh, eat yogurt or whatever, you know, trying to be like cheeky and hip and cool. And, and, and it, they just, it's just, they just fail. Um, We also mentioned earlier, Ron has also done a lot of research and reporting into uh, various activities of anonymous and hackers and hacktivism. I knew nothing about any of this stuff. I mean, like, I took, like, when I left Raw Story, it was, like, right when, like, all this stuff started to become, like, really, really big. You know, I was completely naive and, like, ridiculous and, you know, believed all the Hollywood nonsense and, you know, or even the nonsense, mostly that comes from hackers themselves about what they can and can't do. You later find out that most of it's just guessing passwords or tricking people into giving you information about themselves through social engineering. Um, that led into Neil Rawhauser, who was in this really, really weird um, security firm uh, called Project Vigilant. And at the same time that Adrian Lama was in it, when Chelsea Manning um, contacted him, one of the very first people that um, Lama contacted was Chet Uber, who's the director of Project Vigilant. And I know that Glenn Greenwald declared that Project Vigilant was a hoax and everyone should stop paying attention and following it, but that's not exactly true. They seem to be perhaps some kind of front, or they're just a bunch of weirdos, like a lot of these security firms and politicians and people are nowadays because of Internet and texting and I, I, I don't know, or just something in the air. But um, before Obama, you know, the presidential administrations in the White House didn't really prosecute whistleblowers and persecute journalists. 
like this administration has, they still get kind of a pass over it because anytime anyone reports anything of it, they don't take it straight to Obama. Because the whole concept of the whole revolving door kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you touch on this revolving door topic. And what's different now is that it's instead of being a revolving door, you know, the Clintons, who Big Gore was their vice president, and he invented the Internet, so I guess they wanted to reinvent the revolving door to make it so that it's not revolving. You're just, like, working for the government and working for a public at the same exact time, which is what, you know, her deputy chief of staff at the State Department, Anthony Weiner's wife, Tina Bedden, did, and she's the... um one of the lead officials for Hillary Clinton's campaign now. You're talking and, uh, about, again, once again, you're talking about Huma Abedin? Mm-hmm. And in June of, um, June of 2012, after negotiating for months, and it, I guess some of the delays may have been because she didn't actually want to turn over her husband's financial statements uh, at the time, or just like really ridiculously ignorant about it. She was able to do consulting at the same time while working for Hillary. And the thing is, is so, so, so like when the Hillary Clinton email story first broke, everybody was just like crying, where's the emails, where's the emails, what are in the emails? And I was like, screw that. I'm going to investigate what should be in those emails and what hasn't been fulfilled by journalism organizations for the last two years. Oh, it's just a Republican witch hunt. But the Associated Press and Gawker were two of the early ones that came on in 2013 after it was revealed after that guy, Guccifer. Um, Guccifer. Guccifer, dude. Get it right. It's Guccifer. I, yeah, obviously it rhymes with Lucifer. See, I, but I thought it rhymed with Gucci, you know. Uh, I think I you you know what we'll we'll have to I'll have to do a fact check on that because you could be on it because it is it it is a combination of Gucci and Lucifer so it could be Gucci fur who knows but I I I like Guccifer but it's whatever (laughs) and he he notoriously hacked into um, an associate of Hillary Clinton is that correct. Sidney Blumenthal, who, I don't know, it's hard to call him journalist anymore. He was a journalist at one time, but sort of more known as a Clinton confidant than the father of Max Blumenthal. Yeah, I was just going to say, his son, who's kind of following in his footsteps, Max, who, you know what, I mean, I try... I try to not judge these journalists, but it's hard not to, because like the first time uh, Max Blumenthal, well, these guys are partisan assholes. They're yeah, not journalists. Yeah, the first you time know, I was already? aware, the first time I came became aware of of Max Blumenthal was there was a video of him yep. um, chasing down. Was it Breitbart. him? Breitbart? Yeah, and con- confronting Breitbart. I mean, when you make Breitbart look good. In the video, that's disturbing. There's a few journalists on the left who made their bones getting into these insane troll matches with Breitbart. And that's a, that's the sort of thing that I thought initially in 2011, and I still suspect is a lot of it just might just be 
publicity stunt kind of thing. Then Tommy Christopher did it too, and then Tommy Christopher ended up becoming buddies with them all. So it doesn't even like make sense. I don't know. You know that whole you know like yelling back and forth stuff. John, one of the most famous things that ever happened on television was John Stewart on Crossfire. They canceled like Crossfire after John Stewart went off on both of them. It was about like what's wrong with America? You know, you guys just yelling at each other. And then what happened after that? Shortly after that, John Stewart went from being fair and going after both sides to just becoming pretty much a liberal like everyone else. Everyone sells out. That, and that's the really second thing is that there were a few journalists that um, that I was influenced by that maybe become nonpartisan and fair to both sides, and then they became the reverse. Because I mean, that's where the money is nowadays. Yeah, wasn't Ann Coulter once a liberal? Um, I'm not even sure what she is now, but she might have been. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of those people, a lot of these people have changed parties, though, almost like online, you know, Glenn Greenwald, David Brock, Ariana Huffington, Matt Drudge, I think Matt Drudge, so that, that, you know, Matt Drudge is, was at the very least one of those sort of end of the world crazy people. I'm not sure if he still believes in that nonsense, but he used to have some of that stuff on the site i know oh dude um, every time you go to that site uh, you you read all the headlines and you would think it's the end of the world like they they <laughs> it's it's just a, a full page of clickbait and they right. have, it's just mis, misleading headline after misleading headline and yeah. and it's it's a brilliant thing on his part i mean he he started this what 20 years ago or something now like he was on to no, the he, it's not, it hasn't been that long it only feels that oh well maybe it has been 15 now. yeah about 15 um, years ish okay so let's get back to this uh this um huma yeah, abedin uh, controversy so basically she was working as hillary clinton's uh, deputy chief of staff and then decided at the same time to work as a consultant in the private sector. What was the consulting? Uh, was was it she just was she just a, sort of an independent consultant? Or well, did no, you, she worked for four places at the same time. She holy crap! The, she worked for the State Department. She worked for the Clinton Foundation. She worked for Teneo, the international firm, which you know you said was. Um, you know, founded by Doug Band, but that's the key thing in my reporting is that um, they had they had three co-founders, and the third one, the most important one, is Declan Kelly, who's the CEO of Teneo, and um, Hillary Clinton appointed him as her um, economic ambassador in Northern Ireland, and he's the actual brains behind Teneo, and he he was a multimillionaire already. He's a former journalist and um, Irish-American, and um, I, I believe he was, oh, you're right, he was born in Ireland and then got his citizenship in in America, where he was mostly stationed in, he lives in New York most of the time now, I believe. But um, anyway, he's a real brains behind the outfit, and, you know, you, you he, they don't really mention him much, even though he raised millions of dollars for Hillary Clinton. And... Um, you know, he matters more than Doug Band. 
but Doug, Doug, Doug Band to me was sort of like, you know, like they, they intentionally made the Clintons. They're smart. They're like, hey, you know, I mean, I don't want to use the word tar baby, but sort of, sort of like that, you know, like pick on him, pick on him, you know, instead of the economic, former, you know, the envoy that Hillary Clinton appointed that raised the millions of dollars to him, you know. So um, anyway, she and so she was working for Teneo, the Clinton Foundation, and for Hillary Clinton herself, which meant that she did like her personal like clothes stuff, and she also like did any prep work for um, any things that they were going to do for the campaign. I would imagine later, which you know, even though she hadn't declared, you know, everybody. I mean, no one, no one like quits and doesn't do some kind of groundwork or she wanted to take a little bit of a break and make some money. So Wiener was actually the primary breadwinner because he started his consulting firm. They made um allegedly three hundred and fifty five K in two thousand twelve together and he told the New York Times that most of it was him. So he's making money. Plus he has his own column. You know, going back to Huma, is it Huma? Is that how you say it? Yeah. Huma. Going back to Huma, uh, what was her role at or what is is she still at Tenio? And if so, what was no, her role? She, yeah, she I mean, they pretty much um, they left the State Department in February. And um, I'm, we're not really sure. I mean, the New York Times just recently reported that she allegedly didn't start working for Tenio until August, which seems a little suspect to me, but that's what they're saying. And um, she left uh, reportedly in February, maybe at the end of February, and because, you know, in 2013, and um, they were just working at the Clinton Foundation, and which they were renamed, I guess, after Hillary left the State Department to the Bill Hillary and Chelsea Foundation, which was one of the dumbest things that Hillary Clinton ha- did do when she left the State Department. Like, why tie yourself even more to the foundation when it was already a controversy when you're in the State Department, and you know it's going to be a controversy when you run for president? I mean, I don't know. It almost seems like she's just, like, taking a lot of hits your Biden, you know, but they're not friends or anything, so I don't, I wouldn't believe that conspiracy theory. Okay, I'm still really curious about Taneo and what the hell they do. You like I hear about these consulting firms all the time, and to me, they just sound like middlemen who are like connecting people together. Uh, it's not quite clear what they are doing exactly. Can you right. give yes, give? I, I could. They they have their hands in so many pies. It's not funny, and they have this insatiable. Um, um, thirst for power and growth that actually seems to be almost like Citizen Kane-ish. I mean, it's just like crazy. It, one of their main goals is sort of to be like the new Stratford. So that's what they do. They report to firms and everything about going on. And if you um, Google Teneo and news stories, you could see like Wolfgang Piccoli or Piccolo or something like that. He's always reporting on news to Bloomberg and 
a lot of news affiliates rely on him for their stories, you know. Hey, well, why do any research? Let's just call this dude up and just, you know, write down what he says. That's what journalism is nowadays. They're lazy, so they rely on places like Stratford and Tenail. So that's one of the things they do. The other the main thing they do is they, you know, they, they handle publicity and public relations for top CEOs at Fortune 500 companies and big-time clients. And a lot of their clients are, are, are mysterious and secret. They, you know, there's only like maybe 25 maybe clients, tops that have been outed. I've outed a few myself. But who knows how many they do, and, and they, some of them pay um, to hundreds of thousand dollars a month for the things that they do. For instance, Caesar's Palace, you know anything about them going out of business and bankruptcy, and Teneo handles them. And that's like something that like no reporter following the, the Hillary Clinton campaign has ever done a story on. I mean, like a lot of their clients touch on like... Um, companies that are doing direct dealings with the White House or the Justice Department or the State Department. And, you know, there's a real danger in that. If they have employees that come from the government, go back to the government, and work for the government at the same time. All three things. That's crazy. And I don't even understand how anyone could defend something like that. It's kind of insane that it's now getting to the point where, like you, like you mentioned, the revolving door is not, it's not even a door anymore. Now, it used to be you'd have like a guy like Hank Paulson, who's the CEO of Goldman Sachs, making billions upon billions of dollars for clients all over the world, and then decides, you know what, I'm going to take a pay cut and serve my country by becoming the treasury secretary and lo and behold he goes he goes in there and he of course scratches the backs of the fat cats he he his buddies in the 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 finance industry and he him and uh, cash kari also a goldman sachs ex-employee who ran, just recently ran for governor here in california those guys authored the tarp bill and bailed all these banks out but now this is almost as if uh, Hank Paulson was was working as the Treasury Secretary and at the same time heading right. Goldman Sachs. And that, that's another thing that happened during the Obama administration and specifically during Hillary Clinton's reign as Secretary of State. I mean, look if you look back to look back to the State Department when Condoleezza Rice was there. You know, it's a Republican Party, and it was a you know the State Department was all about foreign affairs. They reshaped it all to business stuff. They had they were doing so many deals and, and and money things with big business and corporations and firms. I mean, it's it's horrible. I mean, what the hell does anything any of that have to do with the State Department? I do not know. But it, it seems like half of the things that they did are all connected to powerful Fortune 500 firms that America loves, Coca-Cola, et cetera, et cetera. These companies and these billionaires, they just never, ever stop. And Donald Trump, Donald Trump like, goes talks like he's a self-made man, but he's not. You know, his dad was a multimillionaire. He's like, here, invested in, at least Donald Trump didn't piss it all away. Give him credit for that. 
I don't, I mean, like, this insatiable thirst for power and for money that never ends. And, I, and I'm going to be reporting at Tineo for a long time. No one else really covers them. And there's, the, the, main, the main thing that I've been reporting, and I haven't provided all the proof for this, because no one's reported really as much as I'd like them to on what I've already reported related to Tineo's foundation. And I'm they've ignored everything. They uh, don't comment on any of this. I mean, this is a firm that's connected to the Clintons, okay? Big time connected to I mean, they have tons of people connected to UK officials, connected to powerful people all across the world, and their whole job is talking and consulting people, but they duck the media on everything. And the media doesn't care. And, the media, and you know, that's what I mentioned in the story about how the New York, this New York Times journalist seems to be spinning for them. That's the way cronyism is accepted on the left or by liberals or Democrats nowadays. This stuff used to matter to people. It doesn't anymore. Only, you know, me, and I get called crazy or a troll over, you know, mentioning the fact that, like, reporters often write stories about their friends that are one-sided and don't mention that they're buddies. Or don't mention that they're actually connected to the stuff that they're reporting on. You know, it's it's really, really sad. And so Teneo is um connected to the media. They also they also really have a lot of interest in sports. They have contracts with Michael Jordan. Oh yeah, they they um did the PR for the fallout of the FIFA scandal. Right. Bill Clinton became like an unofficial ambassador for the men's soccer team. And he and Doug Band were on the board for the committee, which was run by the coach for the U.S. team, and um, who blew off a congressional panel earlier this year, actually, about corruption in FIFA. And Doug Band got paid to do fund calls and fundraising, and Bill Clinton was mixing up He's um, campaigning for the sports team while also checking out on his clients in Africa. And also, in addition to Huma, there were other State Department officials that allegedly were working uh, for the State Department and Taneo at the same time, correct? It was this guy, Ken Miller. Some of the emails that got released showed him contacting her in, I believe it was... Um, April of 2012. Her lawyers were like, that's before she even went to work with them. But it's not before she was negotiating to go to work there. And obviously he was talking to her about going to work there. And she was actually very close with Doug Band. There was a clean email, actually, that I just read the other day, which was an old, of an old political story where they claimed she actually watched the original conference where Wiener um, admitted that he was sexting women before he resigned, because remember he admitted lying, but then tried to hold out a little bit longer, and Obama finally came after him, and the Democrats were coming after him one by one, so he couldn't last. But, um, and it said that Band was her best friend. Doug Band was her best friend. Did I say Charles Band before? I think that was some dude who did B-movies in the 80s. Same difference. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
So what I was saying is, is that, that I exclusively reported this, and I mentioned this in my Washington Times commentary, but this is something no one in the media has picked up on, was that he was in a group advising the State Department at the same time. It was an unpaid position, but it was a prestigious one. That's that's what the State Department really did. And they, it wasn't something they did in the dark. They announced they were doing this. They were like, we're going to work with corporations. And no one cared because, as Saturday Night Live showed, you know, our press is mostly liberal and left-leaning. And when we have a Democratic administration, unless it starts with C-L-I-N-T-O-N, um, they, they treat it with kid gloves. And the reason why I theorize why they're harder on the Clintons than anyone else is because the Clintons have, have, have done so much to sort of like co-opt the party and take it away from the other side, and they've made all these power moves. So they've just made so many enemies in the Democratic Party that that's why they're hated. And they also like, there's sort of like this wide range between uh, moderate to liberal, so... And a lot of liberals pretend they're not liberal at all. And when they're far to the left of Obama administration, I mean, anyone that thinks that, that Barack Obama is more liberal than Hillary Clinton, um, you know, I've got a few bridges I could sell them. All this uh, email scandal stuff is going to be dogging uh, Hillary for a long time, well into the... And- the campaign and do season. You know, and do you know why that is right now? No, tell me. It's 100% because of the State Department and the White House. I mean, here's the key thing, okay? Is that the White... You know, like many of these emails were the government had. They're on government, you know, like... And Hillary Clinton talked about this and mentioned this, and no one, you know, everyone ignores this, but it is a fact. Is the, the White House and the State Department did not fulfill FOI requests from the AP and Senator Grassley, the Republican, and um, Gawker from two years ago, going back to 2013. And Jason Leopold, not my favorite journalist, but you know he has become sort of an expert on the whole Freedom of Information Act thing. He's sort of just like, FOI, everything in the world about Clinton, you know, so because, you know, he knew that she was going to run and so that, you know, he'd be able to write stories on it. Very brilliant, smart thing to do, of course. And, and you know, and they're like, nope, we have no emails, you know, and that was after Hillary Clinton left. And they had plenty of emails on the government addresses. They didn't fulfill any of them. And, like, it seems like it's, some of it's ineptitude, but some of it, a lot of it seems deliberate, and a lot of it seems like they seem to want to hurt her so that perhaps they could push Biden to come out. Or, you know, I don't think that anyone in the White House supports the Bernie Sanders campaign, past or present, because he's far to the left of pretty much anyone that was in there. I, I like Sanders, you know, he's a good candidate, but he, I'm not sure he'd be a good president. When you're, a president needs to work with both sides. I, I feel like America works best when you have a Republican president, because then the Democrat doesn't just like play down and lie down and play dead. All right, they're 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 more active. They don't cover up for it, and we need the liberal press to be the fourth state. And then you have um, 
you know, the Supreme Court, which is probably the best branch we have, but unfortunately there are two people on it that are just, you know, Scalia and Thomas that are just... Scalia. Scalia, what, who cares how to pronounce He's Italiano. He's Italiano. Both of those guys are clowns, and it's scary that they're there for life. They're probably the worst Supreme Court justices we've ever had. Neither of them seem very bright, and they also seem very, like, scary, you know. And I thought that the head of the Supreme Court, Roberts, is, was pretty decent. Yeah, you and know. I want you to continue on. You you said you th- you feel like the Washington works best when there's a a Republican president, and you said the a Supreme Democratic Congress, a Democratic Congress. Okay, and then the liberal press, and yep. you're you're happy with the more or less happy with the Supreme Court the way it but is. That's close, right? You need both sides. You need at least two. You need multiple sides. I mean, I'm. I'm a multi-party person. I'm a public financing person. I'd like to take all the money out of politics and, you know, have everyone have the chance. And, you know, I mean, my God, imagine what this country would be like if we were ever able to do something like that. But I kind of feel like there's a lot of things that we will see in our lifetimes, but we definitely won't see a change from a two-party system. Yeah. One of the worst things that Obama has done is these signing statements, um, which, you know, move on and everyone were, were against when George Bush was president, but they're completely in favor for when Obama's in, and he did more than Clinton and Bush, like, combined in his first term. That brings us back to your story, because it was one of his executive orders that, that set up this quagmire where he uh, had, uh, he wanted every, it was, I think it was his first day in office. He, he put this um, executive order into place where he wanted every government employee to pledge that they would not, uh, that they would not for a period of two years uh, after serving with the government to enter in uh, employment with a an, an agency or a firm that might propose a conflict of interest in regards to their previous right. position in the government. First of all, we still don't know what other government officials currently in the government might have private email accounts. Okay, that's something that the White House and the State Department is completely ductus on. And, you know, like, again, all these government emails are emails that should have been sent to committees and should have been sent to fulfill FOIA requests, but weren't. It's, it's a scandal that involves both of them. And, you know, most of like, I, I've been a big backer of Clinton's all the time. And even though I do, I always do tough reporting on them. But, you know, I, I like them because... I'd like very few, and Bill Clinton, there were jobs in America, and, and also just like the feeling in America was kind of good. You know, there were a lot of people that obsessively hated him, but for the most part, in my lifetime, you know, those were the best times, and, you know, you turn I, on the music on the radio, and it was all grunge, too. Yeah, so, no, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm right with you. The, yeah. the, the 90s were, were fun. I don't know if I would give President Clinton uh, a whole bunch There's of cred- credit for that, but... working timing, probably a lot. But, but again, but he did something that was, that was different than Obama, though. It's the economy stupid was the slogan that they had. 
money took over, and he didn't forget it, and he worked really hard on it. And when Barack Obama took office, all he did was go around the world give speeches. Obama never stopped campaigning. He just right. kept campaigning. That's all he did. Never, yeah, and, and never just stopped rhetoric. And all he ever is is in the middle on everything, you know? It's like, you know, and, and it's unfortunate that, you know, America's first black president is hasn't done anything for black people, essentially. You know? And there's tons of stuff that he can do, like pardoned lots of people, for instance. You know? There's a police shooting. It's always both sides he has to, like, address, you know? Yeah, and, and that really bothers me. Um, I seemed, to, when I was growing up, presidents didn't come out and do a press conference every time some sort of domestic uh, violence yeah. happened, some sort of big domestic thing was. As much as you, you, you don't, you might not like George W. Bush, he, he very rarely, if ever, would come out and, and comment on uh, domestic issues because all you're going to do is politicize it and rile people up and get people upset politically. And you're going to you're going to take away from the story at hand. And, right. you know, maybe, you know, like for for the Oklahoma City bombing, you know, something like that. Uh, 9-11, you know, those are like huge traumatic events that that have that do have a national impact and now it's like obama feels obligated to just to comment on everything and and it's really just getting him in more and more uh, trouble with both sides and it's really it's it's he's really in a catch-22 and he's setting himself he sets himself up for failure every time he he tries to inject himself into the stuff like he doesn't really care about any of that shit. All he wants to do is fundraise off of it. That's the one thing that's really funny. I used to cover um, cop shootings and, 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 and um, African-Americans in prison. I used to blast the left over for completely ignoring it. So then what do they do instead? They do like the complete opposite, where they spend too much time on it. But most of their stories are about how white reporters are getting arrested covering it. Yeah. In light of all of this, this, these scandals that are swarming around Hillary, it still seems like unless she gets indicted and thrown in jail, she's going to be the nominee. There's like Barry Sanders, Barry well, Sanders, I don't, I don't Bernie know. Sanders isn't isn't gonna isn't gonna take the nomination away from her. I don't think. And, no, I don't know. I mean, and I, you know, I tweeted. That she needs to do three things here. Number one, she has to turn that terror over. You can't say, oh, I went through my emails and we decided only these 30,000 count. I mean, that's... Well, they've... the the It's like a ridiculous defense, and anyone who defends that, you know, get real. I mean, even the most ethical person in the world is going to probably leave out a couple of emails, you know, that are, you know, that... Oh, well, this is kind of personal, but Governor, uh, let's put it here, you know? And obviously, she is too busy to go through, you know, all our emails and say, okay, that one, that one, that one, that one, that one. So who the hell is doing the picking? You know, Cheryl Mills is one of the people that were doing the picking. And like I was saying before, she broke that employment ban from the day she started work in the administration because she was on the board of the Clinton Foundation 
up until 2009. And then also, you see her name on the emails and all this stuff talking about the Clinton Foundation and CGI when they're not supposed to be mixing stuff that they did for clients at the same time with business. And they're supposed to be a two-hour period when they leave. And, like, none of these Clinton people really did that. You know, not just them. It's everyone. And that was what my commentary did. You know, I wanted to show that President Obama is actually the one that's, like, responsible for this and doesn't care. And it's also the State Department's ineptness since Hillary Clinton left. And a lot of this shit's getting thrown on her shoulders. So there's three things I thought that she needed to do. was turn over her server, apologize, and fire Juma Bidden for other reasons as well. She's disputing. She took pay, um, $30,000 in pay and didn't take any vacation time. And she's actually charged taxpayers for when she had the baby, when she went on a honeymoon, when she went to Italy after her husband cheated on her, you know, claiming that they're working vacation so that she deserves pay, which is absurd. It doesn't matter if you're still working for your boss on your vacation. You're on vacation. Don't pick up the phone then, you know? And and, and for some reason, there's at least $10,000 of this money that they determined that she should return and she's been fighting it since 2013, so they're just handing it over. It doesn't make any sense. And she has, you know, the connections to Wiener still, and she, you know, she isn't really liked, and she's sort of like an albatross around Clinton's neck. And she was accused of blackmail, I mean, excuse me, um, embezzlement by the Inspector General, and for some reason, the investigation was dropped by the State Department, and we still don't know. And she held on to her emails for two years, longer than anyone else. Clinton already turned them over. She just turned them over hers just a few weeks ago. So, you know, I mean, unless there's some, like, incredible breakthrough, I, I don't see how Clinton is going to get into the White House with her still with her. And now they're trying to incorporate... Cuba into the campaign more and make her more visible, but I think this is going to really, really backfire when she's the candidate because I think that's when, you know, there's still going to be more stuff coming up about her, and her husband is still going to be like having his own misadventures, and um, and you know he's hated. I mean, like he's one of the few people on the internet that is hated more than I am. Wow, that's really saying something. Okay, so so I wanted to touch on you said your three points that of uh, that Hillary Clinton should uh, focus on, and she's one of them is being taken care of. The FBI have the server and have right, and they've allegedly also reconstructed they're reconstructing the emails, which I always knew would be the case. And anyone that knew anything about computer technology yeah. knew that that would be the case. And so, like, that was the whole thing about the whole thing, is, like, just turn over the damn server, and I'm sure that the FBI will be able to recover lots of stuff. And the other thing is, is they seem to have only turned over one server or what server it is, and there are multiple things that were running these emails and multiple servers and it's just oh, like sure. very confusing all that it's just not just a box in a closet somewhere so and yeah and then apologize for it which she finally did not long ago and so that's the thing right now now there's just like major spin campaign going on 
And I'm just like, why is anyone even reporting this and listening to them? You know, and it's like, is, is it just a, they're just like, publish the talking point for the Clinton campaign? They don't do any research on this stuff whatsoever? It's really, really sad when they, when they, when they just throw out this misinfo or disinfo and it's for something she apologized over. So, I mean, obviously, she, you know, like she had to apologize for it, and she had to take the blame for it. So to pretend like it's just a, a big, vast right-wing conspiracy and a non-story is silly. But I care more about the conversations with Taneo, because that's wh- who I focus on. That's who I'm mainly reporting on. Yeah. Uh, the election. How do you think it's going to play out, exactly? Um, I'm the worst election predictor ever so like anything that i predict is probably going to be wrong but you know unless trump is playing some kind of game he's going to be there in the end because it's celebrity it's celebrity that's why like when i kept saying that like wiener should run for mayor and then if he ran for mayor he'd be leaving in the polls it was celebrity. It's a celebrity factor we're a celebrity society we vote for the most famous people so Trump has that and Clinton has that, even over Biden or anyone. So as long as Clinton stays in the campaign, she probably will get, you know, the nominee. And it'll probably go down, you know, with her against Trump or or Jeb Bush. Yeah, that's what I know. think it's going to be. I think it's going to be Bush, ultimately Bush, Clinton. But right now, I feel like, you know, everyone's sort of attacking her. And they're they're not paying attention to the fact that it's John Kerry's State Department and, our, and the Obama White House that pretty much are in control, and you know are are they have large roles in this whole email controversy, and that they're not getting raked over the clothes coals over to the extent that she is, and they're leaking stuff to hurt her, and some of it's wrong, sometimes it's true. You know, everybody. Like lied. what? Like what kind of what kind of things are they leaking? Oh well, they leaked the other day that the FBI found emails, and um, the AP they leaked it to the AP, and the AP kept their names quiet, and they didn't even say they just said senior officials. They didn't even say what were, were they officials from the FBI? Were they officials from the State Department? Were they officials from the White House? Those three things matter, and that's interfering with an FBI investigation. Yeah. That's a very serious leak. But that's a leak that no one cares about. And that obviously came, well, it either came from people, it's a political link. And it's most probably a link from people that are that want Biden to run. I don't know. There's so many scenarios that could play out, you yeah. know, but I kind of feel like it's probably going to be Clinton Bush or Clinton Bush Trump or Clinton Trump in the end. You know, Trump's got a really good shot of winning, which is really, really scary. Well, I I honestly think that Trump is just running to run. I think he's having a blast running for president and just basically taking a dump on the establishment. And I think that's why a lot of people are, are, are liking him, not because they necessarily agree with any of the stuff that's coming out of his mouth it's just the fact that he's unfiltered and he's he's calling out all these establishment candidates for what they are 
I definitely do think that the reality show kind of like just like take a poop or you or even trolling kind of thing is maybe you know is also there to a degree. But I think it's mainly just because he's all about money, and that's what uh, a lot of America is all about. So that's yeah. that's the appeal for him. Right on. And, you know, he's a dangerous candidate, and he's sort of tough. He's like the Teflon Don. He could say anything. Anyone could write any scandal about him. It's not going to hurt his polling numbers whatsoever, unless he apologizes. That's the only thing, you know, as long as he doesn't ever apologize for anything, and he just keeps going and just keeps saying worse stuff. They'll just print it up and they'll get more publicity. And I, I don't know if it's for real or, or not, or or if it's a publicity stunt or anything. But this is the craziest election ever, where all this like sort of tin foil stuff is sort of like the mainstream now. This is the election that is more different than any other election that we've had at least for a long, long time. And it's still so early too. Yeah. But that was the other thing that Hillary Clinton made a huge, huge mistake on, is that she she entered the race way too early. And, like, she acknowledged that before, so I don't know why she did it again. That's sort of, like, one of the, like, weird things that you look at. It's like, why would she leave office and make all these speeches for banks and for make millions of dollars when she didn't need the money at all, Bill was pulling in tons of money already. They were multi-millionaires already. She didn't have to give one paid speech. And think about think about what her name would be like right now if she gave free speeches to colleges and students across America instead. Think how popular she would be now. Everyone would fucking love her. She, she, she wouldn't have any problems at all if she did that. And she didn't need the money. And, and and then like have it go into the Clinton Foundation and having it rename after her when she knew it would be a controversy again, and then deleting the emails, which is like so dumb. Like why would you do that? You know, it was a controversy before with Bush in the Bush administration, a smaller one, but it was a controversy then. So I don't know. So all this stuff is like so strange. It's almost like she's out there just like fundraising for the Clinton Foundation and just like taking the heat for Biden when he runs. I don't know. Got me. Well, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah. And, and, you know, Barrett Brown needs to be fucking pardoned. And I really wish that some journalist somewhere would ask about Brown and perhaps Manning and ask you know, Hillary Clinton, would would you pardon them? All right, dude. Well, once again, thank you, Ron. I appreciate you uh, joining me for this podcast. And, uh, and I welcome ho- back to the podcast world, Vince. Man, we all missed you. Cool, man. Um, any final thoughts you want to share? Go Mets, Jets, Knicks. You know, this is like always the most exciting part of the year for, you know, a sports fan. Yeah, I'm excited. Less than 30 days until the Warriors start performing again, and my life can have meaning. And, you know, I'd love to see um, Golden State versus um, the Knicks in the finals. That would be great. And yeah. I don't think that's a fantasy. I do think it's I a think fantasy. It's a fantasy. I think it's a fantasy. Well, dude, I'll tell you what. 
I'll have you back on the podcast once the NBA season gets going, and we'll just do we'll just talk straight basketball. Yeah, let's do that. Let's just do an all basketball show. And yeah. Well, again, thank you, Ron, for joining me on this episode of the podcast. You can catch up with Ron on Twitter. It's Ron Bryn, R-O-N-B-R-Y-N. And also his blog is ronbryn.blogspot.com. Thank you very much, Ron. Take care, Vince. Talk to you later. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Vince in the Bay podcast. Check out prior episodes and more at my blog, which is vincentthebay.com. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud and hit me up on Twitter. It's twitter.com slash vincentthebay. And remember, until next time, I love you. Trolling, 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 trolling. Trolling, 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 Ron Brin. Open your web browser, pretend you're Neil Rauhauser. That's one way to meet Ron Brin. He is a one-man prism, calls tweeting journalism. He does. Though it's just a lot of chism, Ron Brin. Your Mercedes is exploding. You can't find Edward Snow. Who are you gonna call? Ron Bren. Barrett Brown, Julian, Paterical, Cumberland, Troll them all, fuck them up, Ron Bren. You're a sock, what a croc, call the dog, what the fuck, swat them all, troll them all, Ron Bren. Red Kimberlin is plotting another case of swatting. Who's he gonna call? Ron Bren. He'll tweet your misdemeanor. You'll look like Tony Weiner trying to humor humor Aberdeen. Smearing, smearing, smearing all the way to Barrett's hearing. Long ever thought of disappearing, Ron Bren. Barrett Brown, Julian, Paterico, Kimberlin, troll them all, fuck them up, Ron Bren. You're a sock, what a croc, call it dog, what the fuck, swat them all, troll them all, Ron Bren. Barrett Brown, Julian, Paterico, Kimberlin, troll them all, fuck them up, Ron Bren. You're a sock, what a croc, call the dog, what the fuck, swat them all, troll them all, Ron Bren.